This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us and for following Working Like Dogs on Facebook and Instagram. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis and my co-host is my amazing service dog, Lovey. And we're excited to be with you today to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today we're going to be visiting with a really special working animal and his handler, Larry McCool, and of course, Caesar, the no drama llama. And you may have seen Larry and Caesar on television lately as they've been showing up at some of the major protests in Oregon to offer their emotional support hugs um, to protesters and law enforcement and to anybody who wants to say hello to this adorable celebrity and therapy llama. So come right back after these quick messages as we welcome Larry McCool and Caesar to the show. Looking for a dental treat that does more for your dog? Daily Dose is a two-in-one chew that pairs a daily dental scrub with powerful supplements to help with the biggest health concerns facing our dogs. Daily Dose was developed by vets to be simple to use and super effective. Plus, dogs love the taste. Available for joint, skin, heart health, or calming. Daily Dose, your pet's daily dose of awesome. Visit yourpetsdailydose.com to save $3 on your first bag with promo code PETLIFE. That's yourpetsdailydose.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. We're just so ecstatic to have Larry McCool and Caesar, the No Drama Llama, with us today. Hello, Larry and Caesar, and welcome. Hey, good morning. Thank you for definitely for having us, Marcy. Yeah, we're so excited that you could be here. Oh, my gosh. Caesar is the most adorable llama I think I have ever seen. And we're just so appreciative that you can be with us today. But honestly, Larry, we're even more grateful for the wonderful work that you and Caesar have been doing in some pretty intense situations at these mass gatherings and protests in Portland and other cities. Tell us, how did you and Caesar decide to, what was Portland was your first protest that you attended? How did you two decide to do that? Uh, Well, Cesar and I have been in quite a few different uh, marches and protests over the last couple of years. They've been pretty uh, calm and pretty straightforward, like we would do the uh, Women's March, and then we've done March for Education, and we've done Pride Marches, and those have been pretty awesome, but they've just been pretty uh, non-confrontational. But like you just said here in Portland, it was just kind of the hub of the Black Lives Matter uh, marches and protests in the United States kind of started. So we decided that, you know, hey, it's time for us to kind of make a, a statement and a difference. So I decided to go ahead and uh, take Cesar up to one of the big marches and protests in uh, Portland. And uh, 
that was the start of uh, many, many marches that we participated in. Wow. So I can only imagine that everybody absolutely loves him because he is so gorgeous. Um, it's so, so non-confrontational. So again, it goes totally opposite of, of all of the confrontational kinds of things. So yeah, tell us what's it like in that environment for that snuggly llama? You know, it's pretty amazing. You know, we'll be right in the middle of a uh, mass protest. I mean, one we were at was 10,000 people. We were marching with 5,000 to meet up with another 5,000. And, uh, you know, you could imagine the rhetoric was quite high. It was quite intense. The message was, was, you know, pretty adamant. So, but, you know, when people are that fired up and that adamant about the situation, all of a sudden this llama shows up. And he can just bring down the tension immediately. You just see everybody's relax and their anxiety drop. You know, we've actually stood right next to people that's been in, you know, full riot gear. You know, they have masks on and they have their protective gear. And all of a sudden this llama shows up. And these people are actually wanting to hug the llama. I mean, he just brings down tension and uh, brings the anxiety level down. And that's what our intent is. That's what our main focus is. You know, we're not there to take away from the message that's being uh, given, you know, because we're very supportive of that. But we're trying to allow people to not feel quite so intense. So that's Cesar's gift to the world. Yeah, and that is quite a gift that he's sharing. And that, boy, we need it now more than ever. I'm just so thrilled that that you are willing to do that, to take him into that environment, because I can only imagine how intense that is and and all the feelings and emotions that are being expressed. So, But to see that face, boy, that's what I would want to see if I were there. Um, definitely would want to get in line for one of those hugs and to get to experience that. Right. That sweetness, yeah. So tell us, how did you meet Caesar, and how did you guys start working together? How did you know that he was cut out for this kind of therapy work? Yeah, you know, so I've had llamas for uh, 24 years. And uh, I got into them primarily for their, their fiber, you know, because as you can see with Cesar, he has this beautiful, beautiful hair. But then I was showing him at the Oregon State Fair, and all of a sudden I noticed that people could come up to him, and he was so approachable, which is a little odd for llamas because they're kind of set office a little bit. They're not mean, but they just don't have the patience and temperament that Cesar is. So all of a sudden, kids and families could, and I thought, well... Okay, we'll check this out. But then all of a sudden, he reacted so well to people. And then I thought, well, okay, so let's kind of work with him on a few other things. And so we started walking him around. And then in downtown, like Salem, Oregon, our capital of Oregon, and he was approachable. And I thought, well, this is unusual. So let's check out more. So then, you know, we've been starting doing schools and we've been doing nursing homes, visits. And uh, that's where his career uh, got started. And he's just been wonderful. And uh, I can't imagine doing anything else with a different llama than Cesar. Yeah, he's one of a kind. You can tell. Yeah, yeah for so many reasons. Wow. Very much so. so how old is he? Cesar turns six years old on the 13th of this month. And in llama years, you know, that's not too old. They'll live to be on average about 20 years old. So Cesar's got a long career ahead of him. Oh, you know, my thought is that Cesar and I will kind of just kind of go out at the same time. You know, I might perfect. have 15 good years left, and he might have 15 good years left. So we're that's kind of perfect. good partnership. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, have you had him since he was a baby? 
Yeah, yeah. So I got him when he was about a year old. He was uh, born on a uh, farm over in Bend, Oregon, Central Oregon, So, which is kind of the llama capital of the United States. And that's where llamas got started for in the, from the United States. But, uh, yeah, so I got him when he was a little over a year and uh, been working with him ever since. Wow. Well, and how old was he when you realized that he had this gift? He was probably about two, two and a half years old. So oh, I think good. I started showing him first time at the Oregon State Fair when he was about two and a half. And uh, I was just amazed. I'm impressed. Every day I see him, I've been, you know, working with him for three or four years now. And every day I'm, I'm impressed with him. You know, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I'm sitting here right now and I'm, I'm looking right at him. He and I are about 20 <laughs> feet apart. <laughs> so he's just, he is just chilling over there. He's just laying down, and he's chilling, and he's just enjoying life. It's nice and cool, and uh, he has a really good life. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like you both do. That's so great. Well, so how often do you guys go out to events, to schools, or, or to some of these larger, uh, more intense events? When things were kind of going good before the COVID, of course, we were doing, oh, you know, maybe close to 20 events, uh, combination events a month, you know, schools and uh, nursing homes and uh, birthdays and parties and marches. So quite, quite often, uh, a little bit less now, but, uh, you know, we've, we've attended, I think, 10 Black Lives Matter marches and protests, uh, now. So, uh, we're still going out and still doing quite a few. Even with the COVID, we're doing uh, care homes right now quite a bit, and we're doing what are, what I call walkabouts. And a walkabout is where we go to a care home, but we're doing outside exterior walk. So they get to enjoy Cesar, but you know it's, it's through their window. But man, their eyes just light up. It's just it's I just bet. so rewarding to see what Cesar can do to improve people's lives. You know, they're they're sheltered right now. They're not allowed to really have any visitors. Even their family can't come visit them in the care homes. So. When a llama can show up, and as beautiful as he is, they come to the window, and they just smile, and they blow kisses at him. So I get as much out of it as they do. I'm sure you do. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that. I was going to ask you, what is it like now that you were doing all, I mean, 20 things a month, that's a lot, Larry. So I was going to ask you, how is it practicing social distancing with him? Well, you know, one thing we do is I purposely have a six-foot lead rope. I got a six-foot rope for that reason. So that kind of allows him to kind of stay distance from uh, me. And, uh, you know, so they can still come up and hug him and, uh, you know, and socialize with him. But we make sure we always wear masks and we go into environments where everybody is really being very, very careful and wearing uh, masks. So we really are very cautious of people's health conditions. And uh, we're not going to make sure nobody's put at risk. And we're not going to put ourselves at risk also. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. That's really respectful and smart that that you're doing that. And a six foot lead is perfect. Yeah, that's it is. It works great. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, and so you have um, a wonderful farm in Oregon, Mystic Llama Farm. Tell us about that. How many llamas do you have, Larry? Yeah, Marcy. Well, you know, I I started it here with uh, a well, I didn't start with fifteen llamas. I started here about twenty four years ago kind of fell in love with the llama because I grew up on a larger livestock farm with lots of different, you know, farm animals. And uh, so I just discovered llamas and fell in love with them. Got our first ones about 24 years ago, my wife and I did. And uh, we've just had llamas ever since. The main purpose for our llamas that we got was 
to raise them for their hair, their fiber, which is in itself an amazing, amazing thing. You know, it's it's just the softest, warmest fiber material you can get, and the clothing is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Currently, well, I have please. about 15 llamas, so yes, we're a breeding operation. Grown. So, yeah, so every year we usually have some babies that are born on the farm, <laughs> and they're they're the cutest creatures. You know, like they're them. all legs and neck, so they're, kind of, they're just kind of, they're a gangly little animal when they're born. You know, they're just uh, kind of like a deer. If you think about a baby deer, a fawn, that's kind of what a llama looks like when it's born. Super cute. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful that you use their fiber, though. Yes, I live in New Mexico, and we have a wonderful llama farm here, and the fiber is just incredible that comes from the llamas. It is amazing. And so you have that industry that you're working with with your llamas uh-huh, in, a, right. in addition to, yeah, that's so great. I think a lot of us aren't aware of of that, and like you described it, the warmth and the softness. I mean, it's pretty unique, that fiber. So very cool. Wow. Well, and so you have, do you use Sacer's, his fiber as well, his, from him? Yeah, we do. We, so he just got a haircut about a week <laughs> and a half ago. He has what's called a uh, poodle cut right now. So Well, I was we, going to say, all the pictures yeah. I've seen, it doesn't look like he's had a haircut. So that's why I was curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just, he gets a body shave, kind of right down through the uh, barrel part of his body. So the hair is left on his neck and his legs for show. And uh, so it makes him really, really huggable. We have his uh, brother, which is Prince Caspian, and he looked like Cesar about three weeks, two weeks ago, and now he looks more like a giraffe. He has this really long, skinny neck and skinny body. You know, once you take that fiber off, they're kind of a a little bit thinner-looking llama. Yeah, there's not much left. Yeah, because they look like they're all hair. Yeah, yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah. So we use the we use the fiber for uh, everything. So we make blankets and we make socks and rugs and sweaters out of it. Llama hair is uh, hollow, so uh, what it does is it you know it can trap they say close to three times the heat that uh, sheep wool can because of the hollow fiber. And it's also hypoallergenic, so you know the people who can't wear wool can wear llama fiber. I had heard that it was hypoallergenic. That's that makes Caesar even a better working animal because, yeah, because that makes him more accessible to people that that might be an issue for. So that's so cool. Yeah, wow. people, people ask about that. You know, I tell them people's eyes just light up and they're a little bit hesitant. I just they walk up there and they say, "Can I touch him?" And I'll say, "Well, yeah, you can touch him, but give him a hug." And uh, they say, "Are you sure?" And they'll maybe sometimes they'll say, well, no, I can't because I'm allergic. No, I said, you know, they've been tested and they're hypoallergenic. Give him a hug. And so then they'll just wrap their arms around him and they just melt right into his body. I mean, sometimes it's like 10, 15 seconds long. You know, I'm kind of thinking, okay, the Cesar, he's a trooper. He'll stand there and he'll let them hug him as long as they would like a hug. And sometimes, I mean, I've even seen tears, you know, people, they just need a hug so bad. And right now, especially with what's going on, that he just gives them what they need, you know, on that day and that time. Uh, So so unconditionally, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So beautiful. Yeah. Well, I mean, because he's big, so it looks like it would be intimidating for people. And so I can only imagine once they let that barrier down between themselves and Cesar and really lean into that, how amazingly comforting and supportive and honest that is and pure. Oh, I love it, Larry. 
Yeah. Yeah, so he weighs great. 350 pounds. So he's kind of a big guy that, you know, all of a sudden to come up and, and do, uh, to hug. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. But, you know, the basic thing is, is the little kids. I mean, we, we attend elementary school after elementary school, you know, with a little kindergarten and first graders. And, man, I tell you, they are the least intimidated. They're right there in line to come up and hug Cesar, and they can barely get up above his knees. But, uh, you know, they're still hugging him. You know, but they, they, they get melt it. Right into, the, right into his hair. Yeah, they get it. Yep, they know yeah, what they they're do. in line for. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are going to take just a quick break and hear some important messages from our sponsors, who we love. But we're going to come back and continue visiting with Larry McCool about his amazing no-drama llama Cesar. So come right back after these messages. Corp Chops, his coat is very thick. He's an Akita, German Shepherd, Lab, Husky mix. Harold, the Border Collie Pit mix, has the most beautiful jet black coat. Stuart, my rat carrier, has fur now where he never had it before. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite will give them a beautiful, lustrous coat. It will make you smile. You get some Dynavite, how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. We're visiting today with Larry McCool and his amazing No Drama Llama, Cesar, and the work that they are doing together and all kinds of public events and locations. Yeah, so before the break, Larry, we were talking about some of the amazing things that that you and Cesar are doing together. And one thing I do want to ask you, because you were sharing with us about the mass gatherings and the protests that you guys are, are going to. And I wanted to know, have you ever felt that it was unsafe for Cesar to be on site during these types of events? I mean, because there sometimes tear gas has been used or have you had any safety concerns? Yeah, you know, thanks for asking about that. I do want to assure everybody that even though we've been right in the middle of the uh, confrontational with thousands and thousands of people, and we're standing right there in the mass of people, that we're very, very cautious of what's going on. And I'm very aware of uh, my surroundings and where, if you know, if it did ever turn into a confrontational situation where we are, I know where my exits are. One of the last ones we were at, uh, we were right up against the uh, fence, and the organizers of the Black Lives Matter movement was keeping us informed. I mean, I really appreciated that. They actually were coming up and saying, okay, now, this is what's going to happen now. This is the situation now. You know, at this time, you probably want to be over there and you want to do this. So that was such a rewarding thing to have them work with us on that. So when we did move back, we actually have heard the, you know, we've heard the flash bombs going off, the tear gas canisters being launched, and we can smell the tear gas. But uh, I never will ever put Cesar in a, you know, in a dangerous situation. You know, he's just too important to me and too valuable as a partner and what he does in life that you're never going to put him in a dangerous situation where he feels uncomfortable or I feel uncomfortable. So, you know, we're there to support, we're there to protest, we're there to, you know, get the word out, but, uh, you know, we're not there to, uh, you know, put anybody in danger or ourselves 
in danger mm-hmm. for sure. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that with us because, yeah, it does seem like that it could be. And and I'm curious about Cesar's temperament when it does start getting that intense. How does he respond? Is he just really low-key or can you tell that he's starting to get a little anxious? I've never noticed that he gets all that anxious under the situations because he's been in the massive crowds. In that one that we started with, we were right in the middle of a, a square in downtown Portland, and uh, we were surrounded by 10,000 people, and we were dead center right in the middle of it. And uh, so he was being kind of surrounded by everybody who wanted hugs and things. But even in a situation where people are massed together during the protest, he can stay pretty low-key. And I'm I'm really good now over the last three or four years reading his body signals. So mm-hmm. I kind of know when he is looking looking around and he's a little bit more concerned about his own life because they're a very intelligent animal. So they know when they're, you know, that there's a little bit of a, I wouldn't call it danger, but a little bit more chance of a, his surroundings being less comfortable. So he, yeah, he's got to let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Lovey is that way. I watch her and I can tell if she's starting to respond as if things are getting a little risky, you know, <laughs> and she doesn't like it. I definitely know that from being her handler and just interacting well, what, what with What kind her. of dog is she? Lovey is full-blooded Labrador Retriever. She's a oh, little wow, black beautiful. lab. Yeah, she's awesome. Yep, she's a little black lab. But I know exactly what you're saying, that you can read the signs and their body language of how they start to respond. So I was wondering about Cesar and how he does in that with the smells changing and, and some of those things and how he responded. Yeah, so I think we've never experienced that really straight on, and we're, and we're never going to by choice. And I don't know what the situation, somebody asked me in the past, you know, how llamas would react to tear gas. And mm-hmm. of course, I don't intend to ever find out, but I really don't know. There isn't much history or much background or knowledge about that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So, Thankfully, um, yeah, 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 right. Well, what do you think people really take away when they meet Cesar and get that hug from him? What do you think it is? I think it's something that uh, people... I think we have this kind of down, you know, inside need for that comfort, you know, right now especially. But even in general, years in the past when things are kind of going going good, people will say to me, you know, I needed that today. I've really been having a not a very good uh, day, and uh, I need that hug from Cesar. And he's he's the outlet. He's the thing that people can channel that mm-hmm. uh, anxiety. And, you know, I can actually see it melt right out of people. They're kind of standoffish a little bit. They're a little bit hesitant. They're kind of kind of stiff in their life. You know, things are not going so good. And then all of a sudden, the llama is there right in front of him. Cesar is there, and he's looking right at him, and they're giving him a hug. And I tell you, their demeanor changes, too. Cesar's demeanor changes, and their demeanor changes. And we all need that. I just think it's something that gives them what they need for that day and that time. And if that's what we can do, if that's what Cesar's gift is, then I think it's the most awesome thing there is. It's fantastic, and it is a gift. Yeah. Well, you don't mentioned you think, that. Don't I don't you think can... animals just have that gift? I just think oh, they whether do. it's dogs or llamas or, or whatever, you know, I just think they give back more than they ask. 
That's oh, sure. absolutely. It's just, and it's so pure. It's just so genuine. It, it, there's just, yeah, I mean, I know I am amazed every day. I've had a service dog, gosh, for almost 30 years now. And I still, Larry, am blown away every day by how they show up how genuine they are, how much they love doing that work. And it's just, yeah, it brings tears to my eyes thinking about it now and looking at Lovey, how she is right here with me and is just so devoted and so happy to be doing that work. And it it is. And it's hard to articulate it unless you've experienced it. And I've said that so many times. Do you take her into uh, nursing homes and care homes and things like that? Absolutely. Well, then you experience, you've seen that pure joy and love that uh, those people get from their animals. It's, It's so worth it. And it is a different training. You know, Lovey is dual trained. After I was partnered with her, she and I went through therapy dog training together because it was really different than her being my service dog. Because Mm -hmm. you're right, the way that they interact with people, it was very different. And so it was a whole different experience. And I wanted to ask you that because you mentioned briefly that you started when you recognized that Cesar had this gift after the fair that you started doing some work with him. So tell us a little bit more about the training. You said you started walking him around um, maybe more public places, but tell us a little bit more than that. And was he a natural? Yeah, we did. After I kind of experienced and discovered that he had that natural ability in the interaction with people, then I kind of started him getting me more into social environments, lots and lots of places where kids are. And then we started getting invited to, uh, to schools. And uh, so we started doing some uh, schools, which was really a nice fit for that. And we would take him to there. And uh, I was very limited in what I took him at in the very first, just because I wasn't quite sure what he would uh, do. And uh, But then I discovered he was a natural for that. And now we get invited to schools continuously all the time. And we go classroom to classroom. You know, you got this 300-pound animal, and all of a sudden he's going to this classroom. He's going desk to desk visiting everybody and uh he's so naturally so graceful sometimes i follow him he gets to take the lead you know i'm not controlling him at all as a matter of fact i almost never control him you know in the fact of how he interacts with people Uh, i don't ask him to do anything i don't ask him to interact with anybody per se he takes the lead he lets me know what he wants and what he can do that's excellent. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, tell us, Larry, what has Cesar really taught you? What is your greatest lesson from him? I think it's, it's just that the fact that we all should be given as much as we uh, take in life. That's going to be what we're doing. You know, when we're kind of at the end of our life, we all have to ask ourselves, what did we do? Did we give back? Did we improve people's lives? And if in our little bit of this world that we can do and a little bit of that we're interacting with people, You know, if we can make people's lives better and improve their lives, that's what I get out of him. That's the reward that I get from sharing him. You know, I look at Cesar as kind of a partner. I almost never look at him like I own Cesar. It's like he and I are partners in this. That's my thought is about Cesar, my recognition of him. You know, he and I are partners. So I just love it every day that I get to work with him and uh, give back to people. Yeah, you've got quite a partner. Yeah, he is quite the celebrity. I know he's been on the Today Show. Yeah, he's been all over. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about some of the publicity that that he's received. Well, the first thing kind of 
Cesar's claim to fame was about two and a half years ago, we were up in uh, Portland. We were on our way to Comic-Con, believe it or not, <laughs> just, just for fun. We were going to go to Comic-Con. So with a truck and trailer, you can't really park in downtown any big city very well. So I had to park about 11 blocks away, and it was a rainy day. So I thought, oh, man, nobody wants to hug a wet llama. So I jumped on the Max train. I jumped on the train in Portland, which is kind of like in any city has this mass transit, and not even thinking about it. I didn't, you know. And uh, so he and I rode down to the uh, convention center. Well, somebody got a picture of that, took a picture. And once the local newspaper, the big Oregonian, got a copy of it, it went viral. So within 24 hours, we're being contacted by CNN, Fox News, L.A. Times, you know, and he is popping up all over the world. <laughs> so that was kind of the real start of uh, Cesar. And anybody can just Google Llama on the Train, and you'll see Cesar and I on the, uh, on the Max stream. Well, that was pretty cool. You know, officially, TriMet had to say, well, the Llama can't be on the train. But unofficially, they loved it. And when you Google Llama on the Train, you'll see the poem that TriMet wrote about him. So uh, oh. that was the beginning. And then, of course, the, the first time we were at the uh, Black Lives Matter march three or four months ago, that went viral. And then, you know, like you said, the Today Show, New York Times, the Times of uh, London, Reuters have all done stories about him. You know, we've done interviews all over the world, you know, with uh, Cesar. You know, I just did one just a few days ago with Toronto. We did one with the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. So who would have ever thought that a llama would have, uh, would have attracted this much uh, attention? Yeah. But, but you know, Cesar, llamas can't talk. Llamas can make almost no sound. So what I tell people is Cesar is there for the voiceless, the ones that don't have any voice, that don't feel like they're being represented in life right now and, you know, they're feeling left out. Cesar yeah. is their voice. So yeah. he's going to speak for them. Yes. And that's, you know, that's where the gift that he is. You know, he can draw attention. My thing is, I can stand in the middle of a parking lot, and nobody's going to come up. And, well, they might come up and talk to me, but generally they're not going to. Right. But if I stand there with Cesar, oh, my God, there's 40 people in line. To, yeah. Uh, they can't up and, get enough of see. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. You're I, the connection to get to Cesar. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is. If, yeah. it, but, you know, if Cesar could drive, I wouldn't get invited to anything. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well that's what I say with Lovey. I'm just Yeah, there. right, yeah. We we're yeah. Uh, you know, we're we're the we're the assistant. We're the exactly. second fiddle. I know I'm out in public and people are hollering, Hey Lovey and they look at me like, Oh hey you whoever you are. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Love right. Mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hear Cesar. I could be anywhere and yeah. I hear Cesar, Cesar. I mean cars people roll their windows down. Oh, you know, I they're know. they're yelling from their windows. People stop. People drive around the block to come back to see Cesar. You know, yes. then, then I hear, and what's your name? <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with yeah. what's your name. <laughs> well, do you and Cesar have any plans for showing up again someplace soon that we can keep an eye out for you two? Well, there's one thing we're doing right now is this Saturday, we're going to be in Portland. Cesar has his own team for the Alzheimer's walk. So you go to Team Cesar of the Alzheimer's. So we're going to be walking in Portland, even though it's uh, during the uh, self-distancing. We're going to be up in the Portland area walking. We're going to be on one of the big bridges uh, mm -hmm. up in Portland. So. That mm -hmm. that should be a pretty cool event this, oh, this Saturday. Yeah. We're awareness for that. 
Oh, that's fantastic. And other ways that our listeners could get more information about Cesar, I'm guessing he's on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, yeah, he does. This is so is Cesar the No Drama Llama is okay. his uh, Facebook, and uh, you can find his Facebook, his Instagram, and he has a Twitter account. Of course uh, he does. Yes. Yeah. yeah what well, Lama doesn't have a, a Twitter account? I mean, y'all do. Llama, but, you know, yes. he's got those two toes. He's really awful at uh, texting, so he won't reply back to you too often with a with a text. Uh, he has a hard time on the on the phone. Oh. But he, I think he has thirty seven thousand followers now. Combination on social media. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Well, yeah, I've, I've got a little is, over 300, and uh, so you kind of know who's who's popular. That's right. I, I'm afraid there's no question about that, Larry. Yep. Does, does Lovey have an well, account? She does. Yes, yes. Does Lovey's she? on Working Like Dogs. Yes, yes, she is. Is yes. that awesome? Yes, I know. Wow. It's amazing. I know. They're the celebrities. Yeah. Are, are we yep. lucky to get up every morning and have this in our lives? I mean, so it, blessed. It, it, it yes. is. I mean, yes. so many people that, that need something in their lives, and we have that opportunity for ourselves and to give back to others. Yes, yes. I am so thankful for that every moment of every day, Larry. Yes. Well, good for yes. you. Thank you for doing what you do. Well, I am so thrilled you could be with us today, and I'm really, really appreciative for the work that you're doing and, and how you're drawing that good intent out of people. And how you and Cesar are sharing love with everybody. And that is just what it's all about. So just can't thank you enough for that, Larry, really, truly. Well, thank you so much. And for, you know, the working dogs group that you have and the, and the show. So I, I've checked it out several times. And you guys are just doing awesome work. And the attention you're drawing for people to our animals, our service animals, our therapy animals, and just just animals in life, you know, we all need them in our lives. And uh, you know, when you come home, a dog is giving you unconditional love. They're they're there to to see you. They're happy you're home. We yes, love it. They are yes. I, I yes. have uh, border collies. Oh so, uh, yeah, they're awesome too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're wonderful, wonderful animals. So I get <laughs> to enjoy the country life, the farm life the llamas, and my dogs. Well, so. you guys have got it made in Oregon. Yeah, that sounds really good. Well, I hope you'll come back, Larry, and tell us more, because I can only imagine what you and Cesar are going to be up to in the coming months and years. So you're going to have to come back and visit with us again. Well, great. Thank you. We would love to come back. And, yeah, follow him on his uh, Facebook and Instagram, Cesar the No Drama Llama, and uh, reach out to us. You know, we hope all your listeners get a chance to either meet Cesar. If not, you know, follow him, and we'd love to hear from their stories also. And thank you so much for inviting us. It's a deal. Thank you so much for being with us. And thank you, our listeners, for being with us. We're so glad you could join us. And you know, Lovey and I love to hear from you. So keep those emails coming. And you can also stay connected with us at Working Like Dogs on Facebook and Twitter and on Instagram. And you can email us because you know I love your ideas for shows. And that's Marcy, M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. So thanks so much for being with us and take good care. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.